welcome to this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the record of a very inspiring man, and that is Josiah. Josiah was one of the kings of Judah. A great thing we can learn from the record of Josiah is the huge impact that one person's life can have if they take a stand on God's word, even if they're in the midst of great evil. Part of what makes Josiah so remarkable is considering the circumstances that he was born into. Josiah was born into a very dark time in the history of Judah. And we'll start by reading about King Manasseh, who was Josiah's grandfather. We'll start in uh, Second Chronicles chapter 33, in verse 1. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. But did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down, and he reared up altars for Balaam, and made groves, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served them. Also he built altars in the house of the Lord, whereof the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. And he built altars for all the host of heaven, in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hanam. Also he observed times, and used enchantments, and used witchcraft, and dealt with a familiar spirit, and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And he set a carved image the idol which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Neither will I any more remove the foot of Israel from out of the land which I have appointed for your fathers, so that they will take heed to do all that I have commanded them, according to the whole law and the statutes and the ordinances by the hand of Moses. In verse 9 it says, So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err, and to do worse than the heathen, whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. So this was a very dark time in the history of Judah where the leader was this very evil King Manasseh. And he caused the people to do worse than the the heathen nations. And Manasseh did turn around somewhat later in his life. After the Assyrians carried him to Babylon, then when he was in affliction in Babylon, he turned to God 
and he did change and do some good things later in his life, and and the people of Judah turned around somewhat during his lifetime. And let's skip down to verse 20 of this chapter, where it says, So Manasseh slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house, and Ammon his son reigned in his stead. Ammon was two and twenty, twenty-two years old when he began to reign, and reigned two years in Jerusalem. But he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as did Manasseh his father. For Ammon sacrificed unto all the carved images which Manasseh his father had made, and served them, and humbled not himself before the Lord, as Manasseh his father had humbled himself. But Ammon trespassed more and more, and his servants conspired against him, and slew him in his own house. But the people of the land slew all them that had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his stead. So Josiah's grandfather Manasseh was very evil, although he did change somewhat later in his life. And his father Ammon was evil. And so this is the situation that Josiah was born into. And in chapter 34, verse 1, it says, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. And he did that which is right in the sight of the Lord. And walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, in the groves, in the carved images, in the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence, in the images that were on high above them. He cut down in the groves, in the carved images, in the molten images. He break in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. So here he was getting rid of a lot of idols, a lot of idolatry. And in verse 6 it says, And so did he in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon, even unto Naphtali, with their Madocs round about. And uh, Jerusalem and Judah was around the southern part of the inheritance of the twelve tribes of Israel, whereas Naphtali was at the northern part. So here was the king of Judah, who not only got rid of idolatry in Judah, but then also went into Israel and got rid of idolatry throughout Israel. In verse 7 it says, And when he had broken down the altars and the groves, and had beaten the graven images into powder, and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Israel, 
he returned to Jerusalem. And this was long after the 12 tribes of Israel originally split into two kingdoms, where there was the kingdom of Judah, which was composed of Judah and Benjamin, which was down in the southern part of the land. And then there were the northern ten tribes, who were the kingdom of Israel. And so here was the king of Judah who not only got rid of the idolatry in Judah, but also got rid of it throughout all the land of Israel. Verse 8 says, Now in the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Maaseiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. And when they came to Hilkiah the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites that kept the doors had gathered of the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim, and of all the remnant of Israel, and of all Judah and Benjamin, and they returned to Jerusalem. And they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the oversight of the house of the Lord, and they gave it to the workmen that wrought in the house of the Lord to repair and amend the house. Even to the artificers and builders gave they it to buy hewn stone and timber for couplings, and to floor the houses which the kings of Judah had destroyed. And the men did the work faithfully, and the overseers of them were Jehath and Obadiah the Levites, of the sons of Merari, and Zechariah and Mushalam of the sons of the Kohathites, to set it forward, and other of the Levites, all that could skill of instruments of music. Also they were over the bearers of burdens, and were overseers of all that wrought the work in any manner of service. And of the Levites there were scribes and officers and porters. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. See here he found God's word. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. And Shaphan carried the book to the king and brought the king word back again, saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord and have delivered it into the hand of the overseers into the hand of the workmen. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he rent his clothes. So when Josiah heard the words of the law, he was very upset. And the king commanded Hilkiah and Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Abdon, the son of Micah, 
and Shaphan the scribe, and Isaiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah, concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. And Hilkiah and they that the king had appointed went to hold of the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvath, the son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college. And they spake to her to that effect. And she answered them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell you the man that sent you to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah. There were curses in the law of Moses. You can read about them in the book of Deuteronomy. And I think when we read this, it's important to remember that today, thanks to Jesus Christ's accomplishments, we no longer have to worry about the curses of the law coming upon us because Galatians says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having been made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone that hangeth on a wood post see Jesus Christ hung on the cross and was made a curse for us and so now we've been redeemed from the curses of the law we don't have to worry about them and so we can be very thankful for that but here in 2nd Chronicles 34 in verse 24 it talked about the curses that were written in the book were going to come upon them because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be poured out upon this place and shall not be quenched. And as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall you say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which thou hast heard. Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself, before God, when thou heardest his words against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst rend thy clothes, and weep before me, I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. See, because Josiah's heart was tender and he humbled himself, he didn't have to see all the evil 
that was to come upon Judah and Jerusalem. And we also want to have tender hearts towards God's word. Where we don't reject God's word, but we let it hit our hearts. And let it deeply affect us and make changes to line our lives up with it when necessary. In verse 29, it says, Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites, and all the people, great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. So he made a covenant that he was going to keep God's word with all his heart in all his soul, with all that he had. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And Josiah took away all the abominations out of all the countries that pertain to the children of Israel. And made all that were present in Israel to serve, even to serve the Lord their God. In all his days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. See, he made this covenant that they were going to keep God's word. And he caused everyone there to stand to it. And Then they began serving God. In all his days, they departed not from following God. And this was not long after they had been doing worse than the heathen nations. So a great thing we can see from this record is the huge impact that one person can have if they take a mighty stand on God's word. 2 Kings chapter 23 And in 2 Kings chapter 23 you can read a lot about Josiah getting rid of idolatry. Some of the idolatry had been around for a very long time and he got rid of it. And also about him fulfilling something that was promised that he would do uh, many years before he was born. And we'll start reading here in uh, verse 21. And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, 
as it is written in the book of this covenant. And this was also in the 18th year of his reign, the same year that he made the covenant with everybody that they were going to keep God's word. In verse 22 it says, Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holding to the Lord in Jerusalem. In Second Chronicles chapter 35, speaking of this same record, it says there is no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. In verse 24 it says, Moreover the workers with familiar spirits, and the wizards, and the images, and the idols, and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, did Josiah put away, that he might perform the words of the law, which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. See, Josiah put away all that idolatry so that he could do God's word. You know, and sometimes there might be some evil stuff in our lives that we need to put away so that we can do God's word. And we can replace evil stuff with good stuff. In verse 25 it says, And like unto him, unto Josiah, was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might according to all the law of Moses. Neither after him arose there any like him. See, Josiah turned to God with everything that he had, all his heart, all his soul, all his strength. He turned after God and in God's word. So a great thing that we can learn and be inspired by by these records we've looked at in this episode is that we can make a huge impact with our life when we turn to God in His Word with all of our heart, soul, and might, even if we're surrounded by a lot of evil. Josiah certainly was in the midst of an evil time, and yet he had a big influence on a lot of people. He changed a lot of people. And we can change a lot of people too when we take a mighty stand on God's word. The incredible thing was that Josiah was only about 26 years old when he did this stuff where he made that covenant with the people and caused them to stand to it that they were going to keep God's word. And he did the Passover it was in the 18th year of his reign, and remember, he began to reign when he was 8 years old. So he was only about 26 years old at this time. 
And it's good he did all this when he was young. Because he died when he was only about 39 years old. He got involved in a battle where the king of Egypt was fighting against the king of Assyria. And Josiah got killed in the battle. And we should do our best for God now. Because there's no guarantee how long we'll be around in this life. Live today like it's your last day. Who knows, it might be. So I think this uh, record of Josiah is very inspiring. And let's be like Josiah and make an impact like he made. Giving our all for God's word and influencing others to do the same. (laughs) 